Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by On Time Lending. Today, along with Jason Grimes of the Grimes Group, Philip talks about is it a good time to buy real estate? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And we got my man, Jay Grimes, Jason Grimes of the Grimes Group on. Hey, for those of you just listening to, you know, Jason is a noob, Rob is a noob, I'm a noob. It I don't it, it wasn't intentional. It's just like noobs like we achieve is what we do. So, you know. Hey, never feel every feel a human endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now we are talking about is it a good time to buy and look hey this is a good conversation because i know you're having it i literally like every week have somebody say something to the effect of oh yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna buy something but i want to wait till the market crash and i'm like i'm like listen go travel to all other 49 states that have booming cities mm-hmm. like texas like we're like we're like in the past from as far as like what you can get for what you buy even today Sure. So it's not, you know, any. So I'm, I'm interested. You know, I get the information. You know, I think we're, we're, we're in harmony on what we think about this. But you're the expert, man. Tell me about it. Like, is it a good time to buy? It's going to depend on the client, right? Um, because it's not, it's not a great time for everybody to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say that, I say it loosely, right? Um, this whole we're waiting for the market to crash, and this whole oh, it's going to be 2008 again. I mean, if you understand supply and demand, you'll understand why that's not possible. Thanks. I mean, it's simple, right? Um, now, for the person that has a stable job, they have a savings, they have a 401k, their credit's in a position in order to put them in place now in order to buy, um, it could be a hell of a time to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what's happening with the rates, and just going back to a previous episode where we talked about the, if the rates are going to increase and all that, well, it's here. The Fed has definitely, and they're going to continue to increase their, their interest rates um, in order to to hedge some of this um, this craziness that we have in the market, right? So what happened, you know, all these multiple offices that were going in on homes and things along those lines, a lot of those people, a good, maybe 50% of them were qualified up to their max. And the interest rate increasing by 3% in the midst of them shopping for a home you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference on their monthly payment and knocked a lot of them out of the approval status. Mm. Right. So they have to go back to their lender and say, hey, look, you know, I know you originally quoted me at a, a 2.875 for this FHA loan, but now I'm looking at more of a, a 5.25. Hey, and you called it what you called it like what six weeks ago, four <laughs> weeks ago? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody, oh, here we go. A loan officer telling us that the rates are gonna go up like I'm telling you, this is the only way you can slow down the market a little bit, right? And so the, the Fed basically came out. They said they're going to let it get out of control a little bit, you know, in order to really slow it down. And this is only going to affect the people that were literally just skimming by. The people that can still afford it, that still has, you know, a good income coming in, good credit, a down payment, right? You get in the home now, you have less competition, 
you're still getting that that equity built over the span of the next year, two years, three years, whenever they decide to give us some little relief with these interest rates. And then you turn back around, you refinance your property, you keep it moving. So it's a, it's a lot of different ways you can kind of look at it. But the fact of thinking that the, the homes are just about to go down and you're going to be able to get the house that's now 500000 for $150,000, you, you got to get all la la land. This is not 2008. We have much, like, I mean, I, the, the, the guidelines of, if people don't understand, if you haven't been through a, a, a refinance or a purchase process in the last six to eight years, it's stressful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back in the day, you know, you had to have a post and you know what I mean? $20. So, 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 so paint, paint that contrast for people, right? Cause I think people don't understand. Some people may not understand what you're saying. So, so oh eight l- looser lending standards today. Oh man. When I was in Atlanta, when all this hit, I mean, then not, oh, 2009, 2010, I was in Miami and I would run the people that had three and four houses and they worked at the gas station. I mean, honestly, you know, they had, oh, well, you know, I put I put the house in my, in my mom's name or, you know, I got this, you know, this $500,000 house and they were making $40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a wild, wild west. They were making the bank statements. They were doing all type of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. because they didn't, it wasn't a check and balance there. So 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 when you say supply, supply and demand, right, mm-hmm. one, one of the factors is how, how tight is the underwriting process? And so it's it's been tight and the market's still been going up. So all I can do is all I can do is loosen and that'll even make things more crazy. But but it's but it's tightening and it's still pretty crazy. So that's yeah. kind of one. That's one. That's kind of one thing where you're like, all right, prices are not not going back down because, you know, because it's already been tight. What's what are other factors that when you say supply and demand? Well, uh, when, when we when we talk about supply and demand, I mean, the amount of homes that are actually available on the market in comparison to the amount of people that shop. Right now, it's going to vary from city to city. I mean, in DFW, I mean, it's it's absolutely insane right now. I mean, we have people moving here in droves. I mean, a lot of political reasons, tax reasons. Florida, same thing. You know, um, it's a, as as a whole across the board. I mean, there's a shortage in homes in every part of the country, but in some of the cities like the Dallas, the Austin, you know, the um, Clearwater, Florida, Sarasota, Sarasota area, Tampa, all that good stuff. You're dealing with the exact same thing. Uh, it's just it's more people moving in. To keep it simple, it's more people moving in than there's houses available. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you know, let's say that you know something crazy happened and we go into a recession, which chances are we probably will. Right? We go into a recession. No offense, but the people that are going to be affected the most by the recession are the people that don't own homes. Yep. Yep, I concur. I agree. You know what I mean? And the people that own homes are going to do everything in their damnness in order to stay in their homes because if they bought prior to 2021, their mortgage is typically going to be cheaper than the rent. What goes up with when the housing value go up and the cost of homes and the cost of interest rates and everything go up, guess what? The same thing is happening for your rental properties. So you're going to pay one way or the other, just are you going to gain equity? You're going to gain equity on one hand or you're just going to be paying somebody else some equity in the, on the other hand? Man, you're preaching. You're preaching. Can I get amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. For sure. Yeah. No, man. So, no, I I, I think you hit it on the nail. So, uh, it, you know, good good time to buy or not. It, it it depends, right? But ultimately, and we talk about this off off the cuff and over the cuff. I mean, I think I think it's a mindset, right? Because I think I think you can make it be a good time to buy if you get your mind right, so you don't get left out 
of, you know, you, uh, you know, we're going to look back a decade from now, 15 years from now, and, and they're going to say, they're going to say, wait a minute, y'all used to have like, like a quarter acre of land, a half an acre of land for that amount in, mm-hmm. in, in Dallas, yep. DFW. That was crazy. Just like when we look back when we were kids and we used to be able to go and, you know, get, a, get those little juices with the little foam, the little uh, the aluminum foil on the top mm-hmm. and the bag of chips. The, the juice was 10 cents. The bag of chips was 25. Right. Yep. If the kids would see that now, they'd be like, wait, what? Wait, you we were able to get this juice for 10 cents and 20. Mm-hmm. You know, we start like old guys now. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know, when, when people were talking about what they bought properties for out in L.A. and in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> You know what I mean? We're going to be looking at the same exact thing. So, you know, one, we got we have to really start talking to professionals and stop talking to our aunts and uncles and our cousins that, you know, watch a couple of YouTube channels. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. For sure. Well, well, let everybody know where they can reach you if they want to get information on creating creating a plan to become a. Uh, property owner for the first time or get some more properties or refinancing a property or getting multiple properties. Absolutely. Uh, well, you can reach me directly uh, via email, either myself or uh, a person on my team. I'll get back to you immediately. It's at jgrimes at thegrimesgroup.org or you can text me directly at 404-895-1968. All right. Appreciate your knowledge, brother. Thank you, sir. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.